Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Good evening, everybody. It's Cheryl Besner, your love style coach. And I am so excited to be in studio this evening because we're going to be talking about how to style up your love life. I'm going to invite you right now to sit down, relax, settle in, and settle in beside your phone because tonight I'm hoping you're going to call me 790-0800 or you can text us at star 8255 because I'd like to hear your story or you can ask a question. That's what I love doing is responding to people who reach out and want to have some answers for how to style up their love life or how to just give it a kickstart. So tonight we're going to be discussing all of that. But first, as always, I want to go into our mailbox because every week people do write into me either to Solo in the City directly or through Twitter or Facebook. And this evening I want to answer a letter from a gentleman. His name is Bob and he wrote this. Dear Cheryl, my divorce papers just came through and it's official. After 32 years of marriage, I am a single guy again, but I have no idea where to start looking. I am a 60s year I am sorry, I am 60 years old, in good shape and still work as a business executive in retail. I have been to older dating sites like Our Time, but a little intimidated by social media, public forums and internet dating. What do you suggest? So here's what I'm going to say. First of all, you are 60 years young. And yes, I am sure that it's a little bit intimidating just being back out in the dating scene. I was in the same position when it was five years ago when I got divorced and things have changed. And one of the things that we didn't have to deal with back then was internet dating. We always met people through our friends or our families or school and we don't have those same opportunities necessarily anymore. First of all, if you do want to start internet dating and you're finding it challenging, I do want to tell you that there are companies out there that you can reach out to that will help design your profile and really make it something that will sing to the person that you want to attract. Sometimes it's even great to have a friend write it. And the other thing is it is very complicated sometimes when you open up that inbox and you see a whole bunch of emails or winks or likes and you don't know how to decipher it. So there are companies that will even monitor your inbox. As a matter of fact, I will say that um, I think it was on NBC that they featured um, an article about that and it was different companies that would monitor your inbox and then they would even respond on your behalf and until you wanted to set up that date. Now, I want to really caution you on something. If you're going to be looking for a relationship, you don't want to do it where it starts on falsehoods. So while I do think that on a certain instance, having people like that is great when it comes to just monitoring and deciding who might be the best person for you to reach out to, and they will give you, let's say, your three top picks of the week, then you communicate directly with them because otherwise you're just starting very deceitful. The other thing is try going to activities that you love. If you love music, 
go to clubs like a jazz club. If you like art, there's places where you can go and sign up for different art classes. Follow your passions. And then I'm going to say it, a matchmaker. Matchmakers also are there to help you. And that goes back to centuries when people used to match us up. And don't be afraid of that. Actually, be confident about it. You seem like you're a busy man and you want to meet somebody. Take it seriously. There is absolutely nothing to lose by letting somebody introduce you to people that will be perfect for you. And sometimes it does take one or two tries, but it works. Listen, I know because I was recently matched up with a gentleman and we've been dating for 10 months. So really don't be afraid of it. Now, another thing that I want to talk about is a little bit of a dating tip that will kind of be amusing to some of you. It was from Tango and they talked about the fact that it's not about getting to know, getting someone to think you're good enough for them. That's important. It's about finding someone you can stand to spend a ridiculous amount of time with. They say it's about finding the puzzle piece you fit with, the Ernie to your Bert. And that's a little bit about tonight's conversation and and the topic of tonight's show. It's about finding somebody that fits in your life. Somebody that fits into the love style that you want to live. And remember, it's not about the love style that somebody else designs for you. You can't live my love style. I can't live your love style. And when I talk about love style, for some people, love is... one night for some people. It's the moment that they're in and it could change in a year from now. And other people want a committed relationship. And even that can look differently to some people. Some people are in committed relationships where they live in separate homes. Some people have long distance committed relationships. Some people want to get married and live happily ever after with one person. That is all up to you. And that's why I call it styling your love life. And that's why I became a love style coach. And that brings me to my first guest, actually. This gentleman, his name is Carlo Zapian. He's a social media and tech whiz from Westmount Solutions. And he's the CEO of, well, you're going to love the name, fitinyourdress.com, because it's all about fitting into your love style. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, Cheryl? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's Saturday night, and I'm hoping that people are going to really listen and tune in and feel and call in, again, 790-0800, to really participate in tonight's conversation. And it's about how to style your love life. How to style your own love life, how you feel, and make sure that you feel great. And, you know, I, I started when I when I started putting together the way in which I work with a lot of the people in the groups that um, I lead, I talk about styling your love life in, in a format. And it's kind of like getting out of bed in the morning. And I go back to my fashion days where it starts off, the first thing you do is you get up and you take a shower. So that's, I kind of look at it as our essence of who we are. And we have to kind of clean out those cobwebs of past relationships that kind of dirty our our linens type of thing and be fresh within ourself. And we have to be confident within ourselves and within our own skin. That's right. So it starts with our own 
self, our own essence. And, and that's the most important thing. We don't get to get into a fresh relationship if we're still feeling the effects of the last one. We can say that if you don't look for the future, you're going to be stuck in the past. So you need to be looking forward, forget what's in the past, and then that moment when you're completely at a clean slate, at that moment, you're going to be able to go forward and start a new relationship. You know, it's interesting because one of the things I think about is people are always saying, you know, it's it's 50-50 in a relationship. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's 100%. And to be 100%, we have to be 100% within ourselves, right? You have to be 100% within yourself, 100% happy with who you are, and then you're going to be able to put 100% in a relationship with somebody else. There's no in the middle. No, there's nothing in the middle. And then the next step that I always um, kind of focus on is the energy. And that I kind of liken to our bra, our underwear, or our tidy whities <laughs> But, you know, the energy in which we step out into this world is kind of like that because it's something that people see, but they don't see. Like, you, you know that the undergarments are there, but... There, you don't necessarily see them, right? And it's very important. You know, I was talking to a friend just yesterday and she was telling me, you know, I put sexy underwear. She said that I put sexy underwear and I feel fantastic. Nobody can see it, but I feel fantastic. Well, I want to keep getting into this. We're going to be joined at the love table any minute now with um, a very important person in the lifestyles and the love styles and the styling. It's Cindy Charles from Couch Talk. So if you want, stay tuned with us. And remember, you can call in 790-0800. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. Cheryl here. And remember, this show is all about you, your relating, dating, and mating activities. And you can call tonight, 790-0800, or text us at star. 8255. We're welcoming back to the love table now, Carlo Zapian, our Westmount Solutions tech guru, and as well, the CEO of fitinyourdress.com. Hello again. Hello again. And we're going to continue our conversation now also with Cindy Charles, the host of the TV show, Couch Talk. Hello. Hello, Cindy. <laughs> you know, this is kind of fun because on the last time I was on your couch talking. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to say uh, one thing. This is the, your show is all about empowering women and, and sharing the love. Exactly. Right? Sharing the love, uplifting each other, promoting each other, sharing stories. And and that's also what Fit in Your Dress is all about. And I, I do want to say this, Carlos, one of the things that I love about fitinyourdress.com is it's about fitting in your dress. It's about fitting in your own style. That's right, because that's what it, this show is all about. It's what I'm all about, fitting your love style, not in the dress, right? in your, your dress, right? right? And that's really what you promote as well, Cindy, right? Yes, ex exactly. Um, whenever I interview women, the 
each season, it's a very wide range of women, different cultural backgrounds, different uh, careers, um, just to show that everyone has their own way of finding their happy place. <laughs> and that's what it's all about with, with fittingyourdress.com as well. You know, that that's very interesting. You mentioned that because we talk about empowering women and we always talk about women that have very interesting stories, you know, that inspiring stories like what you do. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I like to do here is I love everybody sharing their stories, their questions. And because once we get down to it, we're all searching for the same thing. Everybody wants to love and be loved. Right. The only difference is we don't all love and want to be loved in the exact same manner, mm -hmm. right? Everybody has their own sense of what that love looks like for them. Now, you're, you're a married woman, actually, yes. or recently married, right? Fairly recently, yes, about a year and a half. <laughs> and, and how does, for instance, your love life fit in with your very busy business life? Sometimes it doesn't fit. <laughs> um, but I have a very, very sweet husband who's very understanding of... And very charming and, and very charming. And very charming. Don't tell him that. <laughs> I think the cat's out of the yes. bag now. <laughs> he knows. He's listening for sure. Well, he's very understanding of my schedule. And he's also uh, very public uh, as a nutritionist and working with uh, other shows as well. So he understands how, you know, how it works, how this type of career works. Um, and he's, you know, he goes along with me when he can, like tonight. <laughs> I have a question for you. Are you two, you consider both of you to be very outgoing? He is more naturally outgoing. <laughs> More than you. Interesting. More than you. I know, very interesting. It, it's hard to believe, yes, but he's definitely more outgoing. Even even though I'm in front of the camera, I think I'm definitely more of a homebody. When I can, I stay home. If I don't have to, you know, because for the cameras, you have to turn it on, right? Yes. Um, and it takes a lot of energy. So when I'm not filming, I am very off. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to find those moments to also be on with him. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Carlos, I, I want to go back to fitinyourdress.com. Yes. What is it that triggered you? to want to start fitinyourdress.com? We've had this conversation a few times, and I, you know what? I think I have an answer. Finally. Finally. Okay, and let's you know, hear it. It, is, it started with my mom. I saw my mom growing up and having all these challenges um, as a woman um, because she was always an entrepreneur. Uh, I come from a family of a lot of people are women entrepreneurs, but my mom, I saw her doing this for many years, and I saw how she faced so many challenges because she was doing this in the 80s. So it was very challenging for her to be taken seriously, and when she approached vendors or she approached clients sometimes, they were all always trying to hit on her. Ah. Uh. Imagine that. Well, I do imagine that. And that's something that we've actually discussed um, with you, Cindy, right. is how women sometimes feel that they shouldn't dress a certain way to attract a certain type of response, right. whether it's in a relationship or in the workplace, right? Definitely. Uh, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work for a nine to five, you always have to think about uh, how people will judge you based on your appearance. If you're too good looking, you're judged one way. If you're not attractive enough, you're judged another way. Uh, I feel as, you know, for women in general, there are more judgment going on, whether you plan on having kids, whether you don't want to. Um, 
I don't know. And we're seeing that also in the current presidential campaign in the U.S. Like, there are many articles that are coming out about how if Hillary, the female candidate, she does something, mm -hmm. they are more critic, critical of, of her, her than the other candidate because she's Melania. a woman. Well, also you know? just against the wife of, of Donald Trump, Millennia. Exactly. Th which brings up another very important part of my philosophy and the love styling and when we talk break it down to the third component because we've talked about the getting up in the morning and showering off is kind of like what it is is your essence and then your bra and underwear and the things that <laughs> hold you up or let you hang low um the, the, which is either your positive or your negative energy what, what we put out there is also how we brand ourselves and that's our clothing mm -hmm. and i think especially when it comes to relationships um and we think about dating again a lot of people are very self-conscious about how to dress and are they dressed well and appropriately and what it is that they're putting out to somebody like for a woman dressing too sexy on a first date or too conservative on a first date and it's very much a part of what we're showing the world out there is right what well, you're trying to attract well well it, it definitely depends on what you're trying to attract because for instance in a woman if you're dressing too sexy on a first date you might be sending off totally the wrong vibe right Definitely. I mean, the way you dress in the morning is the statement you want to make to the world when you step outside. Right. So you have to think about your statement. <laughs> that's it. And that's what I talk about that's branding yourself. Your clothes really do brand. And, and it can be a different, a different feeling with whatever it is that you are doing that day as well and what you, what it is that whether it's going to work and then afterwards going out on a date right. you have to put all that into your conceptualization of what is the message that is going to be there when and, somebody sees me and the message that you're giving yourself with your undergarments as well which is what we're talking about yeah. you know what i use by the way I love using. I, I, wear, <laughs> I love I wearing. What kind of underwear you wear? <laughs> I, just, I, I wear. I have these uh, uh, socks that are yellow. And whenever I wear those, I feel fantastic. Like I own the world. It's funny, which is a true story. That's well, hilarious. I, I, I remember I went out on a date once and I noticed a man was wearing very colorful, very, very patterned socks. And I thought it was fantastic. It really showed a creative side to him. And that's what it is. It's looking beyond. The obvious right. when somebody dresses, you know, yellow, it's bright. It's, it's a happy bright. feeling, it's a happy right? color, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not? Well, it, it is. is. Yellow is a very happy color. That's true. Uh, the same way, uh, you know, you could wear red so that you could be more memorable after the first date. Hopefully get a second call. <laughs> Actually, that's a, a color I always, I always say to people. If you're going into, whether it's a workplace or into a big event, wear something bright, something that stands out. Because right. normally in a sea of black, black suits, black dresses, right. if you're right. wearing the red, it you're going to pop. Out. And people, it is a color known to be more memorable. Um, and there is a psychology of colors that, you know, really does impact memory and emotions. And blue is uh, uh, soothing and yellow is happy and red is, is passion. So people tend to remember that. And green with envy. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've interviewed a lot of women. Yes. Uh, obviously in the media. And how do you think that they're looked upon in their dress code? And does the public change the way in which you present yourself and dress, Cindy? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I do think that the women I've interviewed are very cautious in terms of their dress code. Obviously, it depends of the industry, right? So those 100%. who are in uh, fashion or in more creative industries tend to take more risk with their looks. Uh, but those that are in um, academics or in politics... Obviously, when they came on the interview, they would be more formal, more uh, blazers and pants. Um, but I do believe that all the women are authentic in what they wear. They don't just wear it for the public. It is also what they're comfortable in. And, you know, these are women that have followed their passions in life. So they're not putting on a show. If they're in politics and they dress serious, it's because they themselves are that kind of person. We are talking, by the way, Cindy Charles. She is the host of Couch Talk and interviews all the fabulous vedettes <laughs> of Montreal because it's also in French and English. Yes, in both. Now, it's the same thing for men, Carlos. I mean, there has to be a different... I mean, we call it a power suit for a reason, right? Men don these power suits to go out into the business world. That is correct. And, and, and in reality, everybody in the end, guys, we always look at what we're wearing. Like, if, if you have a guy that's like a T-shirt kind of a guy... Well, that's his style. He's a t-shirt kind of a guy, even if he doesn't say that he's actually looking for that style. And then you have the guys that are like in the power business suits and they go for that and they spend actually more time, a bit more time choosing their, their, their style. You're listening to Carlos Zapian, founder and CEO of Fit In Your Dress, and Cindy Charles, who has joined me from Couch Talk. We're going to be coming back with more discussion of the love table. And if you've missed any part of tonight's show, remember, you can find us on SoundCloud, and we are live streaming right now on CJAD.com. And remember, give us a call, 790-0800, or text us at star 82.55. Solo in the city. Coming right back. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Good evening and welcome back to Solo in the City. Remember, tonight the show is all about you. I want to hear from you. And if you have any questions for me or either of my guests, Carlo Zapian, the founder and CEO of FitInYourDress.com, or Cindy Charles, the host of Couch Talk in both English and French now, <laughs> give us a call, 790-0800, or you can text us at star 8255. So I want to tell everybody that during the break we got into a conversation and it was really uh -oh. cute and sometimes the best things happen when we're off the air so i'm not letting it go by this time i want to address this because we were talking about power suits yes and cindy then you related it to dating <laughs> yes i when i was on the dating scene you know you go out you mingle um there's great sink i said all over montreal and you meet a guy he's wearing a great suit he looks amazing and you know Come on, we associate a nice suit with someone who's well off, who has a nice career and so on. And uh, unfortunately, I've been mis misled by the suit before. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened to you too. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I think there's different ways that men get misled also by the way women dress, right? In so many ways. You know, it's happened to me too. They, yes. they might look really like very outgoing, like uh, like they're a girl. We have more tricks. Guys have a suit. And... We have a lot more than a suit. <laughs> and then you go Would in you a like week later. Would you like to elaborate on that? <laughs> <laughs> Should we? <laughs> no, I want to hear what you were going to say, Carlos. So after that, like you, you go out and you start like after a week or two weeks, then you realize that she wasn't like the kind of, you know, career oriented kind of a person that you thought that she was. And then it turns out to be completely a disaster. Right. Well, what do you think is the biggest challenge that women and men face right now with all this social media and all this outward pressure, media pressure that is put upon us? What do you think is the biggest challenge for somebody in the dating world right now? Well, social media forces you to be connected at all times. uh, And people feel like they have to put on a show at all times. You don't see the girl in her natural element or maybe makeup free or relaxing. She's always posing for a selfie. And that's all you see. (laughs) So, you know, as a guy, or even as a woman, you see someone through social media, and it's a particular image. But uh, the social media life is very different than the real life, right? And that puts a lot of pressure on people. And I I do want to say that the social media and selfie thing is a little bit more for the 25 to 35 bracket, you know, the millennials, yeah. because really in my in my bracket, and you know, the people that I socialize with, if we're doing something, it's a selfie, a group shot, right. we're not doing the look at me, I'm doing my pouty face <laughs> selfies constantly, but exactly. it's still it still comes in effect. Because if you meet someone right now, whatever age you are, the first thing you'll do when you get home is look them up on Facebook, that part 100% true. Right, and Even you're scrolling. You're there, right, you scroll down their timeline, and you see that this person has this super exciting life. They go fishing. They do this. They do that. They go to restaurant opening. Then you meet them in real life, and they're on the couch for most of the days. Actually, I want to. I want to just. I want to <laughs> jump in here and Era Melinda, Era Melinda Boker, who is the wings beneath or the wind beneath my wings, is here, and I, I want to go into a conversation that we had, which was about. Facebook and what was your what was your comment you said always scroll always scroll down and see all the pictures because it'll tell you a lot about the person you know whenever somebody contacts me or I have a friend who says that somebody's contacting them I sort of go all the way through because you can learn a lot about the person you can learn about it's it's I know it sounds kind of creepy it's not like you're stalking or anything but you learn about (laughs) well you are kind of but you are (laughs) but but the thing is is like I know people will look at my Facebook and when you look at my Facebook you'll see that I like charity and you'll see that I like the city but there's nothing inappropriate I remember looking at someone recently and seeing that they sort of posted semi nude pictures of themselves and you're looking at that and that's your image your image out is out there and that's you know Carlos you have a daughter I'm sure you probably had that chat already about you know like appropriate what's inappropriate because once that image is out there it is out there and people like it or not will judge you right it's very important especially like the pressure is so so much right now with social media and i think uh, actually there are studies that show that uh, the majority of millennials right now they decide to be single because it's such a big pressure because now with social media like era was saying you're actually dealing with your branding constantly. If you're not careful with your branding, it's like 
you're putting out on social media what you were yesterday and what you were the day before, what you were doing, and everybody can see your history. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about what Era had said to me is because we were actually looking at something and I and I was looking at somebody's wall of pictures and everything looked great until you went two and a half, three years back, which was way Correct. down on the list. And then all of a sudden you saw a very different image, right. literally image, <laughs> yes. of that person. And, and that's what it is. It's about really being able to go back all the way and make sure that the person that is sitting in front of you is the person that exists that and has lo- always exists. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, how can that not affect dating? It does right? affect it. Does <laughs> and it's even, and as you brought up the millennials, it is affecting it, but it's not just about where they are right now it's about the commitment that they're making to it and because we have all this instant gratification and there's always something newer bigger faster better on every level that age group is having a harder time because they're waiting for the bigger better faster there is there's there's even a phrase that's being used right now the the fear the fear of missing out so everybody mm. is like, they're doing something and they can't even enjoy a, a San Cassette or a Soiree or something because they're looking at their phone and they're looking at their friends having a party somewhere else and they want to be in the other party instead of enjoying the moments where they're at that moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. So getting back a little bit to Couch Talk and the women that you have interviewed, do you think that it's very difficult for these people to remain strong to their convictions as to who they are under this very microscopic media frenzy that goes on around them? Uh, at this point, I don't believe so. Because the type of women uh, that I interview, the type of women who reach that level of success are stubborn by default. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's part of their, it's one of those personality traits that a lot of them have in in common is that they have a vision and they go for it regardless of what everyone else has to say. And a lot of the time, including myself, we are our hardest critic. Mm -hmm. So I don't worry so much about what other people are saying about my style and what I do. But I, I tend to be, beat myself up about it. <laughs> and do you think men are under the same scrutiny, Carlos? Men are, uh, I think it's different with men because we don't have as much to prove, mm-hmm. you know, to make it in a, in a professional career as I think women in general. I, I've seen that in, in the challenges that, you, that, that women face to make it in business, to make it in any, any professional environment. And, and, and I think in, in broadcasting, for example, it's, it's opening up, the doors are opening up, but I, I don't think that existed before. But what about in reference to your dating world? Because when we go back to this, I mean, I always bring it back to the dating world. Do you think men have as hard a time with their appearance and the pressures of looking good and stepping out ready to date being the best dateable self on every level it's definitely not the same kind of pressure that women have definitely uh you can have a guy that's out there and it's just like with a t-shirt and he's just very confident and because remember guys were very visual and, and and we look for somebody that looks really good and we don't take a look at character values you women, don't? 
<laughs> we don't like when we're out. You mean at first. We're, we're not at first. I'm hoping you're not all like shallow and never <laughs> no, go no, beyond. But, like, eventually, we like after we start dating somebody, then we that's those are the mistakes that we run into because we don't take pay attention to the red flags. But women, you 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 you're actually really good at identifying values and character right away, and you can identify if a guy is like you know there are any red flags. Does he look weird? Is it does he look professional? You know, it, it's it's more. You guys are more capable of identifying those those traits well that that's a little bit about love styling right and Correct. and and knowing the style of person that you want to be with now i do want to make a comment because you did say about men being attracted it is a fact that men are attracted by looks and women actually are audio we we right. are attracted by by audio and scent Scent. Scent. Yes. Scent. <laughs> but based on those looks, the, the the other thing is men are attracted to looks and everybody likes something that's pretty. I mean, when, when it's Christmas time, we go to the prettiest box underneath the Christmas tree. Like that's <laughs> what we reach for first. But it is also shown that what will keep a man is not the looks. It is beyond that. And when it actually comes down to the physical attraction... They don't care as much as we think they care right. about our perfect bodies and that is our correct. perfect faces. They actually do want to know our head mm-hmm. and our soul. And how we make them feel. And how we make them feel. And the number one thing that most men will say, and, and it's statistically proven over and over again, is they want to feel safe. They want to be the protector because that is who they are. They want to provide and protect. But to do that, they have to feel safe with you first and foremost. That is entirely correct. I was reading a study today, by the way, on on that and why men leave. And the main reason why men leave is because you don't feel, we don't feel safe. If we, if we don't feel like we're being in a, in a, in a nice bubble of happiness, to, so to speak, then we run. Well... A hundred percent, and they run fast. <laughs> fast. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank both of you for coming on the show today. Cindy Charles of Couch Talk, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank and, you for having me. Oh, as always, and I can't wait to have you back again. <laughs> and Carlos Zapian, thank you so much from fitinyourdress.com. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Carlos. Can you help me fit in my jeans? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the show. <laughs> if anybody needs to be fit into anything, call us, 790-0800, or text us at at star 8255 coming up the kiss calendar and we're gonna have a quickie with Maj you're listening to Solo in the City and if you're just joining us and didn't listen to the entire show you can hear us on SoundCloud Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. And we're back with the KISS calendar. And this week, starting off 
Saturday? Well, it's already too late for Saturday, actually, but it was a great evening and it was happening at Mont et Couscous. And I just wanted to shout it out there because I know a lot of people from Solo in the City were going out there tonight because we talked about it last night and also yesterday on air. So I just want to say once again, this is a fun place to go and get out there and get some belly dancing going. Move in those hips. You can bring your own bottle of wine. So it is a great place to go out and they often have dancing every night. Then on Monday night, the girls Bubbly and Nibbles. This is a special presentation that's happening. It's MSJ by Mira S Designs Collection. It's jewelry and I'm putting that as a special shout out to all the women that are on my meetup group, the I Am Solo in the City. If you want to get out there, it's a London-based jewelry company and they are having a beautiful evening from 6 to 9 on Monday at 2662 Notre Dame. Then on Wednesday, starting at 5 p.m. at Le Windsor on Peel, Serratata Degustazione. It's a wine Italian tasting soir. This is a great way for you to get out, enjoy some nibbles, some wine. It's a great place to discover more about their culture, their customs, and Viva Italiano. For that night, it's $85 to $150, and you can buy your tickets online at eventbrite.ca. On Thursday night, the Montreal Social Social Group is hosting a fun night of working out in the park and that's at Parc Médéric Martin. You can take the Frontenac Metro there so it's an easy access for everybody. Get out there. It's an hour of socializing while getting fit. And then I wanted to do a special call out. Alzheimer's Group is dear to my heart. And if you want right now, they are going to be hosting an amazing fun race. It's kind of like the Amazing Race Canada, but it's for Alzheimer's. And you can put your own group together, four or five people. And actually, watch me this week on Facebook because I might just put out my own group and I want to try and get a group together to join in on this fun. The event is taking place on October 23rd so you have time to put your group together, raise some money for a great cause and maybe get on my team, the Solo in the City team. And now I want to have a quickie. It's one of my favorite things to do. And tonight I get to have a quickie with Majed Halabi. He's a 27-year-old Lebanese-born Montreal. And that song at the beginning from Backstreet Boys was for you because you happen to have met them. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That must have been a great moment in your life. I, well, I mean, I've seen him a couple of times, but uh, the uh, when Nick Carter came to Montreal a couple of months ago, um, I met him and we did a little video I'll show you after. Um, uh, <laughs> Can't we kind wait to of, see we that. We did a duet together about the Backstreet Boys. So yeah, it's been like a little dream that sort of erupted. So I'm pretty, pretty cool. Okay, so I really want to ask you about sure. your love life and styling your love life. Now, you work part-time at Calvin Klein, right? I work at Cafe Depot and I work at Calvin Klein, both. And I balance both in between the week, yeah. And uh, by the way, a shout out um, to the owner of Cafe Depot, the it's Village. It's his wedding, yeah. It's his wedding yeah, tonight. We're going to go wedding. dancing afterwards, exactly, right? Exactly, We're going to crash that wedding. We're going to crash it. Actually, we sure. were invited. Yeah. Anyway. You are invited. <laughs> I was invited. So, <laughs> let me, I, I want to really kind of go back to this do you think that you are styling in ala calvin klein your love life to the one you want to live i mean it depends i mean sometimes you have the it 
not necessarily at Calvin Klein, I guess. Um, if I wanted to style anything, to be honest, I'd I'd have a better chance of styling it at Cafe Depot. I mean, Cafe, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Is that more the, the the kind of clientele well, that that's more approachable to you? Exactly. I mean. Working in a coffee shop is a lot more grounded than working in a retail store. I mean, to my perspective, my personal perspective, I think that when you're serving coffee, you're serving food, it's a lot more intimate. So, um, you know, I'm, I, the, the clients that come in the store at Calvin Klein, you know, they come in, they come out, they want a, you know, a piece of advice, and that's really cool. But the clients that come in at Cafe Depot, they have time to sit down and talk about their lives. So if I were to style anything, um, you know, close to my love life, I can, you know, I'm be able to meet somebody more on an intimate level in a coffee shop um, you know, they stay all day sometimes, and uh, the that's where I would be more, um, you know, prone to, to exactly. So, and well, I wanted to ask you: Have you ever approached somebody at the coffee shop and asked them out? I've been approached, and uh, I have, I, I, <laughs> I have accepted. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but technically you're not allowed to. Sorry, by the way, boss. But <laughs> but basically, <Busted>. yeah, um, <laughs> I have been approached. Um, but uh, I try to keep a fair distance. But it's happened that a few times, from time to time, somebody would catch catch my eye. Yeah, for sure. Now, a little birdie told me that you love to write. Do you ever write love letters or poetry? To anything the that people you're that dating? Cross, anything that crosses my life or my mind. At the moment, I usually write in the morning. That's uh, it's been now two years that I've been writing, and I'm working on a book. Um, it's going to be published when I'm going to be 35 because that's where I felt, and it's going to be called the Onion Year. And everybody, I hope you guys are going to buy it. Um, basically, I talk. I do talk about my love life, even though there's not a love life. I talk about my own love life with myself, and I talk about love in general but i haven't reached a point of sharing my life with somebody else to talk about that yet do you but have an it, idea of what that person is like um yes and no i try to have a 50 50 half of it i don't want to know because i want to leave it to the universe to surprise me and another half i kind of now as i grow into myself i have more standards, if that makes any sense. Well, that's just it. It is it, the uh, most important yeah, thing is exactly. your values and the standards exactly. that you hold for yourself. So before maybe um, my standards would have, you know, at a younger age, they'd be a lot more physical. Um, but now as I grow, um, I'm a lot more interested and attracted into the intellectualism, how the person reasons in his life, um, the way he balances his life. All those things are key components to, you know, how I would be attracted to someone. I mean, if it's only like on a physical level, it's different. But if it's on an emotional level and I want to, you know, eventually start something, I don't want to engage myself with somebody who is off tracks because I've been off track and I'm not anymore. And I'm proud to be on the right track. And I don't want to go back to that. So I just want to stay on the right track and try and find somebody who is already on the right track. And that's what's very important is to, uh, you know, once you're whole and you're 100%, exactly. you want somebody else who's 100% yeah. because or, otherwise and, it's an entanglement. It's not, it's exactly. not a partnership, right? I mean, 
even if the person's not a hundred percent, I mean, just at least that if that person could be at the forty percent, but is trying to reach a hundred percent, that's fine too. I mean, I would have no problem being whole of myself. I wouldn't mind helping that person out, but that person has to willingly want to have a better life. I mean, you don't meet any everybody that has a hundred percent about themselves, but at least that they have a fair self-respect and self-love about themselves, and that they're trying. It's already really important and really. You know, attractive. one of the things one of the things that we talk a lot about is we can't fix somebody; they have to fix themselves. So Always. you are right in the fact that if they're willing, but it is something about two people being on the same yeah. wavelengths in a relationship. Absolutely. If somebody is is not on the wavelength with you, you're going to have a bumpy road in that relationship and you, you're going to end up carrying them through it. And sometimes sometimes it works. I'm not going to say it never yeah, does. I, I think all relationships are bumpy and I, I think it depends on which what kind of bumps you're willing to go 100%. over. So if it's, um, if it's you know, a bump that, that it's that person, the other person who is going through a rough path and um, since we're, you know, sharing our lives together, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind helping that person out. You know, but uh, if you know what I'm trying to say, it's I like, do, I do. But I'm, I'm gonna. My piece of advice here is, and I know you're very open, and I love how open you are to all kinds of energies. <laughs> but I do want to say this because I, 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 I want to say it. Absolutely. Um, you're 100 percent right. There are bumps in every relationship, mm -hmm. but the saying kind of goes: if it starts off rocky it's kind of going to stay there. Okay. You, you, you want to have something that starts off. I don't have that much off. experience in relationships yeah. <laughs> yet, but um, I haven't been in that many uh, big, big relationships. Right. But, um, um, once, you, once you establish something and things are, are, are good and they're rolling and you're connected and there's not all this pull, then, yes, when it goes up and down, you're there to help each other through it. Mm -hmm. But... Generally, when a relationship starts off with lots of complications, it's probably going to stay there. I agree. So just, I agree. I Like I said, I haven't experienced it yet, but I do, out of all the books and the people that I've met and the relationships that they've been into, um, I can see that happening for sure. So... So I, I'm really anxious to read your book, actually. It is going to come out. I've had a vision of it. When I'm going to be 35, it's going to be called The Onion Year. So you guys better really buy it. And and that's what love is all about. Absolutely. It's peeling back the onions and getting back to that little it heart center. It has more center. of a story. I'll get in details some other time. We, You know what? I'm going to have to have you come back on and give us the details. Anyway, I want to thank you so oh, much for I'm the joining one who's us tonight. I love these wonderful. cookies. It's a little fast insight into how somebody thinks about love life and that's what this show is all about about how you think about your love life i want to put a fast shout out to andrew and Aaron melinda in the sound box thank you guys and remember next week our show is with robert james the author of next the search for my last first date and um, we're going to be joined by Jennifer Selinger. She was from Bachelor Canada Season 2 contestant. And we're going to have a quickie with Virgin Radio's Kelly Alexander. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And remember, keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kiss. See you next week. <laughs>